Expensive water is it's good. It's better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am team body armor. Body armor? Yeah. We already did the water bottle review on body armor. They have the best bottle. Yep. In a pinch, I'll do smart. And then there's that one. It's like, it looks like a emergency um, like sign. It's called like Essence or something. But it's like black with like white and red lettering. And there's like a red cross. And you're like, every time Whoa. you look at it, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fiji water is pretty good. You know what? So I've never had that. It's pretty good. Welcome to the Gentleman's Podcast. I am the award-winning chef, Chris Fusen. Sitting across from me is the red-blooded American, Corey Florence. The beer. Uh, and then Major Nate Brown is on assignment. I got another one. All right, let's hear it. Uh, so last week he was in Denver in his Chevy, Colorado. He has now left Denver and when I can't remember what direction off the top of my head, he's still in Colorado driving a Chrysler Aspen. <laughs> Is that a, 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 an actual car on the road right now? Yeah, so eventually I'll get into some weird ones. But, yeah. like, uh, so th- cr- this is Chrysler's version of the Dodge Durango. It's Chrysler Aspen, that's okay. what it's called. Uh, mental note for you okay. um, GMC Sierra. Oh, GMC alone has like yeah. He's gonna be in West. He's gonna be out West for a while. Yeah, and up in like British Columbia and all that shit. Yep. <clears throat> a couple of lakes too. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Okay. So Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. We had beautiful weather. Gorgeous, except for Sunday. Except for Sunday morning, really. It, it seemed like it I rained. I didn't see outdoors Sunday. It like, so. oh, it like rained Saturday night into Sunday morning. And it rained off and on Sunday. But it was a nice little respite from yep. running around, mm-hmm. juking and jiving. Shripping around. Uh, yesterday on Memorial Day, so we're recording on Tuesday for all the listeners out there. Uh, yesterday on Memorial Day, Jamie and I decided to take a little day, and we went in, up to uh, Sunrise, Kentucky, and there is a hiking trail up there. And so we decided to go hiking. And it was a really good time. Uh, the round trip of that trail is about, it's like just over three miles. Okay. <clears throat> so that's a good walk, you know. And then going, the, 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 it's like to a point and then turn around and come back, right? I don't know how hiking trails actually work. Sunrise I'm not, point. I'm not like, some of them are trails, some of them are quote unquote courses. That just varies. Yeah. So this was, was hike to, a, a climax viewing spot and then hike back. Uh, the the going down part was literally going down. It was downhill at about a I don't know grades, but it was steep. Um, It'll be like per- perfectly even, like forty five. No, it was steeper than that, dude. We're talking like probably like sixty degree, probably. Okay, any steeper than forty five, you're gonna need climbing gear. Nah. Okay. It was you in tennis shoes. I wasn't. I was in my mowing shoes. <clears throat> I'll say this: it's well known, documented on this podcast that I have the worst ankles of all time. Game. I was walking downhill uh, in dirt and loose. I won't say rubble because it, they were larger than that. We're talking about uh, bait, like saucer-sized and bigger rocks. Kind of like a riprap, just a little bit, yeah. And they were all loose. All of the rocks yeah, were loose, and nice. I had not one incident. Nice, not even like Crazy. a, not even a scare. <clears throat> I don't know how you're not walking around in high top anything's always. 
Yeah. Like, lace, I, lace the fuck up. Well, I have fire ankles. Like, <clears throat> my ankles just look good. They look. Your calves look good. My ankles and calves are aesthetically pleasing. Like, low key, your calves are le- legit, which is crazy because they're sitting on two pieces of sh- confection sugar that are just like, <laughs> you look at it wrong and it's going to go. Poof. So. <laughs> But, yeah, I walked all the way down that fucking hill on the rocks. No incident. Uh, Jamie was geared up like Bilbo Baggins with a walking stick. Let's go. Ready to go. I was actually carrying the backpack. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't a professional one. Like, you got there, found one, and you were like, all right, use this. No, she actually, somebody somebody she knows, her th- their dad was just doing it as a hobby. Mm. So he, like, was, okay. I mean, it was a stick that was smoothed off and painted. Gotcha. It's not like it's engraved or anything. Okay. But anyways, <clears throat> she needed it because she did have two scares on the way down. Uh, one, if she didn't have the stick, she would have went down bad, hard. And I would have I would have fought that hillside <laughs> if it hurt my girlfriend. <laughs> but <laughs> the 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 big the big viewing point or climax, whatever you want to call it, of this hike trail is it takes you down to Licking River, right? Sure. And it's a real um Really, not populated part of the licking. Like there's a there's a cattle pasture across of it. After you get through some trees, so while we were down there, like some cows came down to get a drink, okay. you know. Uh, but other than that, like we saw one other dude that was on the trail. Mm-hmm. He came down and looked around for a little bit and went back. And then some kayakers came down. <clears throat> uh, it was so we were down there by ourselves for a while. It was a good time. We had stopped before we went on the trail. We had stopped at the Amish store. And got mm-hmm. some sandwiches and and chips and stuff. You stuff the Amish store? Uh, yeah. I, I, well, technically they're Mennonites. They can't be Amish because they were using Apple Pay. So yeah. we had that conversation yeah. off air. But yeah, they were using Apple Pay, so they can't be Amish. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, dude, I had me a fucking roast beef, le- uh, tomato and lettuce with provolone on sourdough. Fucking mint. Slap. <coughs> That was pretty sick. I did make one error at the Amish store. Uh, I, I, they had like sodas. They had your your standard your standard sodas, but then they had like some like real boutique kind of sodas, you know, shit like that. Are we like, talking like Joneses, or are we talking about like no, even more obscure than that. Okay. Uh, and I saw one. It was a bottle, and it said sarsaparilla, and I was like, hell, I, you know, I don't know why, but I just went full blown. Southern Bell Chris. I was just like, I'm gonna have me some sarsaparilla. <laughs> so I bought it. We get down to the to the river and we start eating. I pop at top and take a slug and I forget that sarsaparilla is the predecessor. It's the grandfather of root beer. Oh yeah. And yeah. I take one drink and I'm like, God damn it! You need to buy a backup just in case. L8 or something. Like, luckily Jamie had a diet coke. She switched with me because she likes root beer, and she's a nice person. <laughs> And technically, it was more liquid in the bottle, so she actually won on that deal. John, I bring water. Yeah, okay. I brought this. My what we were just talking about. I had a liter. I had a liter of water. Okay, liter of yeah. Liter of water. And she had her little pink thing that she's always drinking mm-hmm. out of. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much is in that. She wore it some buck out though. Probably I know 20, that. 28 ounces. Maybe. It's more now. I'd say it's probably thirty-two ounces. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> oh, you're thinking of her koozie thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. But uh the way the the trek back the the trails branches at the very beginning and then it they converge at a point. Forking the road. 
Yeah. So when we got to the fork on the way back, um, we'd already, I mean, J- Jamie was so, J- Jamie has asthma, right? Uh, I know that. Yeah, she has asthma, and and so she. Nah, it's not really teasing piece thing, but (laughs) it's not bad enough to where like if she walks to the mailbox, she has to suck on an inhaler, right? But if she's doing, if she's really exerting herself, she should have the inhaler. Like hiking bird. Yeah, she didn't have the inhaler. Uh, So we were stopping a lot, and also too, by the time we started back, it was about two thirty in the afternoon, so it was starting to get warm or warmer. 233 is the hottest part of the day. Yeah. So. so we were stopping a lot and uh and this poor girl and I felt I felt bad because she was struggling really hard because her literally her lungs were tightening up, you know. Yeah. Aside from being hot, her face was beet red. You know, she's slugging water, which I made sure every time we stopped I said get a drink. Every time we stopped I said make sure you get a drink. Uh but she was struggling so hard and I wasn't like at all. I I'm like some parts of it when it got a little hilly going uphill or something like that, I'd be breathing a little bit, you know, when we get to another stopping point or something. Yeah. But I just wasn't struggling. And I'm not trying to like say like, oh yeah, look at, listen to how fucking badass I am. That's what I'm not trying to do here. Is like I felt bad because <clears throat> she was just I, I feel like, you know, because I was just trying to you know, I was just trying to be there for her and shit like that, you know. And I feel like I was, like, rubbing it in her face a little bit. So, as as somebody that never smoked, you never smoked. You mm-hmm. might have tried something maybe I don't even know. No. So, you never did. We both vape now, but we both were smokers, smokers. And, quote, yes, your lungs heal, sort of, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they don't. Like, you, like, like <clears throat> you're, we are not in shape. No. So, like, but where you don't have that extra, like, Restriction, yeah. Because like I stood my grand, I'm carrying like 80 pounds with me. But like, if I'm going like inclines like that, you've always got to stop like a lot. Yeah. And it's not because my legs are tired; it's because like I'm I'm breathing hard. Like, but I also have like walking, and I guess it's just from being in band in high school and shit like that, and some of the jobs I've had. I can literally walk probably all day. I can't if I run a hundred yards. Yeah. Call an Definitely. ambulance. Yeah. No, we've had this conversation before, like, walk around here, like, I can walk, which I, that's what I do for my job, but, like, I could, if, if I didn't have, if I was just doing regular walking, I could walk until I fell asleep. Like, walking a regular, you know, small incline, stuff like that, it's not, that's, it does not affect me at all. Like, yeah. No, running. <clears throat> I was going to say, the, the moment I start running, my lungs are just like, fucking quit, bro. Your boy, you know, and we've talked about this before, but like, you know how like, uh, if you're trying to cross the road or something like that, or like get in front of somebody, like, because you're about to get to the door at the same time, and you do that awkward jog, like, your boy does that cross the road, where you do like the three, like, ah, 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 yeah, yeah. and then you kind of shut her down, <laughs> like, heart rate goes up on that for me, so... <laughs> It's such an awkward. It's so funny watching other people do it, and then I know people watching me do it. It's yeah. I also rediscovered, or just remembered, or realized maybe. There you go. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yep. How much I miss the river. I haven't been to the river in forever. It's a good song. Good Charlotte. It, the river. I don't. I never listened to Good Charlotte. You were missing out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> I just remember, I, I remember how much I loved being down at the river because like the water was super low, and where this comes out is like kind of like a spot where the bank is really, or not the bank, the uh, the riverbed is really it's higher up. Mm-hmm. So like, I was out like twenty feet out, and it it was barely up to yeah. my knee, barely. But like just walking out there and just like picking up rocks and snails and shit, and I found a fuck ton of like monstrosity mussel shells, yeah, like the size of a I don't know what you would call that. Softball. A cheese Danish. <laughs> no, we have, uh, no, honey bun. <laughs> honey bun. They were big. Yeah, honey bun. Like two honey buns or whatever. Like monstrosity of mussel shells. They were so big. Nice. I love that shit. I was trying to find fossils and stuff. I burped into the woods trying to find Bigfoot. Dork. It did not. We did, however, while we Just were walking. Missing. I know. While we were walking down the trail, <clears throat> we stopped for a second, uh, and then like, I gave the old one finger, like the hold it, whatever, and uh, and it was a deer. It had to have been a deer. Clever girl. Because it was because uh, this part the the walking trail was actually donated by a family as some preserved thing or whatever. So it's like no one's working it or anything like that, you know. <clears throat> and it was uh, it was f- definitely footsteps, and they were definitely meandering. So like human footsteps would be very direct. Yep. I'm heading this direction, you know. And they were meandering steps. They're and, also not uniform, like because a human has to do their weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it was they were very heavy, so it wasn't like a dog or something like that, you know. And I was like, it was a deer. So, but the brush was way too thick. You, the way you say it, you were talking like nobody's really like it was donated, but basically the only maintenance is the fact that somebody's walking on it. So that is what's keeping certain spots of it down or whatever. Yeah, I'm assuming. Was there like some game trails that were crossing it or anything? <clears throat> I didn't see any of that. We did see some tracks on the path. See any uh, scat? Didn't see any scat. Were y'all of that nature? Nah. Or were you just like just doing it for the hike? No, I didn't see any scat. I, oh, I did. Oh, I did, dude. I, we saw a deer track, and I got down and put the two fingers on it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a big one. He's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I bet he's got maybe 12. Yeah. <laughs> 13 maybe pointers. <laughs> Of course, I don't know because I'm not a hunter or anything. I don't know what deer activity is like right now. It well, was, I'll tell you right now. It was what, midday. I assume they're bed down. Yeah, they're not. I'd actually be surprised if it was a deer because the only thing that made not, me think it was a, active. The only thing that made me think it was a deer is because the tree cover was so thick. <clears throat> like the tree cover is really thick, so it was nice and like shaded. A fox or something, dude. It sounded heavy. Could. I thought for a second, not not about the footsteps, just about the whole hike in general. I had a like a two and a half second thought of being like, "What do I do if I see a bear?" And then actually, it was more than that. It was about. It took me about fifteen minutes to think this out. I mean, I know I just brought your Rambo knife back, but did you all not take anything at all? Oh, I had I had took my Jackhawk Jackhawk yeah. nine thousand and a multi tool. Okay. Always be prepared. Never know. Yeah, I had that multi tool just in case. I had to. Sew up a wound so or something. You say you say like heavy, but like you realize like deer are like some of the daintiest steps. Yeah, but a deer versus a fox. You know what I'm saying? Like it was very much. It was like a down step. Like a fox is moving through the brush. Fair enough. A dog is moving through the brush. This was a down step. I could tell. I'm a it fucking was. 
Bigfoot. <clears throat> if it was Bigfoot, oh, I should have knocked some wood on some trees. That's another thing. You're not you Bigfoot guy. What is real? No, I'm not but that, but you know like you ever watched like Finding Bigfoot and all that shit? Fuck no, because I know the ending of the fucking every episode. I know, every episode ends the same, I know that. But you gotta know the signs, man. Like, you knock on wood. <laughs> Dude, I watched a lot of paranormal shit. That ain't one of them. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get, pick up a good-sized log and knock it on a tree. That's how that's how squatches communicate, oh, bro. Christ. I used to be really big into Bigfoot. The Egyptians had Wi-Fi. That's as crazy as... Yeah. I used to get, I used to be real big into Bigfoot. I used to like tell people I'd say some shit or whatever, and they'd be like, "Man, that shit's bullshit or whatever." And I, I would literally be sitting there just going, "There's more evidence for him than against him." Except the fact that nobody's seen him. Uh, plenty of people saw him. Have you ever seen the Patterson footage, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I want to meet the people behind the scenes. Like that one time that like this was like 15 years, maybe 20 years ago. When, like, that weird magician dude just wore a mask and just unveiled everybody's Yeah, secrets. you remember that shit? Yeah. I found that on YouTube the other I day. I want somebody to be like, look, Doc, I've been in Pennsylvania, Kentucky, West Virginia. Here's my shit. This is what we've been doing. And they've been documenting the entire thing. That would be the most epic document. Documentary. Yep, documentary? There we go. We'll figure it out. Documentary. 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 God damn. That ever would come out. Just a dude just being like, I've been Bigfoot for the last 30 years. Yep. And here's my people. Actually, yeah, I was about to say it would have to be like a. It would have That's to be a, a lot of traveling. It'd have to be a family business, dude, because yeah. Bigfoot's been sighted. He's been everywhere, man. Man, yeah, he's literally a fucking. Oh, I almost said John Denver. He's full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to uh, that, we both played hit the links. Uh, Sunday for us, because like I woke up and I was like. Mm-mm. Because uh, we went to a shindig Saturday, but <coughs> Sunday, like we woke up and it was like raining, and so like blinds were drawn. We did not move from our living room except to go to sleep. We went through probably a season and a half SVU. Damn! <laughs> <coughs> and then I started seeing the sun like creep in. And I was like, nope, it's not real. It's just bad outside still. But. Uh, we all went to a cookout Saturday, and then... Yeah, it was a good time. Monday, also Saturday morning, I was super busy. I went and picked up dessert, but bought a new computer for the new podcast, and spent, like, I bought a desk, spent a lot of money, and then um, we went to the cookout or whatever, but, like, I spent... I didn't realize how much money I spent, like, the past, like, two weeks, how much money I spent, I was like... You, you tighten us up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. tighten us up a little bit. Pushing about three grand on just random shit, and I was like, I need to push, push. calm it down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, then Monday, which is what you did Saturday morning, hit the links. That's true. And um, I think my score was not my best one per se, but I played some of the better golf that I've played. So, there's two ways to look at a round. Hang on, I'll slap this chow in real quick. A little behind-the-scenes action. I'll feel better. There's two ways to look at a round. <laughs> there's Number two, one. Oh, sorry. There's two <laughs> two ways to look at a round for our level of golfer, yeah. which is a mid-to-high handicap, I'll call it. And we'll, we'll just, we'll just yep. not explain handicaps because I don't want to. I'm still guessing. 
But uh, two ways to, to look at a round of golf. The one way is strictly the, the normal way, which is what did I shoot? What was my score? <clears throat> that's the, that's one way to look at golf. Yep. The other way to look at golf is don't worry about what you scored. Did you hit good shots? And so when you're uh, especially if you're like a high handicapper, I I consider I don't know, I'm just gonna sound like the biggest douche of all time. Yep. I can set up myself a mid handicapper. Okay. I am though. Yeah. Um high handicap is like twenty and up. Yep. Mid handicap is like twelve to nineteen or some shit like that. Anywho. For a high handicapper, not worrying so much about what you mark down on the scorecard, but worrying about whether you t- took good shots or hit good shots, you know? Yep. That's the more important thing. And <clears throat> Uh, when I actually started, like, because for years I would just play golf with just a fucking attitude and get pissed, <coughs> pissed why nothing was working, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I actually started trying, so I'm shooting better, obviously. But uh, for when, in those early stages when I actually started trying and actually tried to actually learn how to play and shit like that, uh, like I w- didn't even keep score. I just went by did I hit good shots that round. Yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to get at because your score, I saw your score because this fucking app that we've been on. Maybe, <laughs> Buddy, yeah. maybe we'll pump it, maybe not. Uh, this app we've been so on is fun. so good. It's best sport, newest sport out. Because we can just watch each other play golf uh, from the comfort of our own home. Uh, I actually texted uh, our friend Wesley today because he shot a triple bogey on the first hole. Thanks. So I texted him I said, you really fucked that one up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I think because your score was your score was good. You know, I can't remember what it, it was, was. Plus thirty. Yeah, it was like a one hundred seven or something like that. One hundred two. One hundred six. Far out there is seventy two. Okay, so it was one hundred two. I shot plus thirty. Oh, maybe it didn't. I shot. I thought I shot plus thirty. Anyway, I don't know. Anywho, but know. what I'm saying is like you know, low hundred <laughs> is pretty good. You know, for not playing a golf a whole lot. But uh, but your focus should be on like individually. Did I hit good shots? And it sounds you know you sound pretty positive, so I imagine you did, right? Plus thirty, plus thirty. I did. So yeah. So like, I'm getting to the point now where I've upgraded clubs, I've upgraded shoes because I didn't realize that was a fucking thing. <laughs> and then my putter has always been solid, mm-hmm. and it's just getting better. So I, my claim to fame right now, as it stands, would be. I consider myself a really good putter. And then I started getting better at my sand wedge. Mm-hmm. But my sand wedge, the pitching wedge, sometimes will let me down and I'll just fucking just a piss missile across the green. But that lately had been kind of taken care of. So then we go back to my drive. My drive all of a sudden has been pretty good. Now, granted, there ain't a goddamn curve into some bitch. Like, if it hits somebody, it's going to murder them. Because <laughs> it is the straightest. It's straighter than a bullet, basically. It is a really straight flying ball, which yes. is crazy. For, so, when I was, um, when I had a good drive, so let's say 12 holes, I bet I outdrove Aaron. Wow. Four times. Wow. And you know how Aaron plays. So he hits a ton. He hits a piss missile every time. So, I actually outdrove him four times. So, that's getting better. Um, 
But then the entire day was so bad with my sandwich that I was putting out of the rough. <laughs> to justify, I was doing the Texas, uh, what is it? Texas, Texas wedge. Texas wedge. And <clears throat> when I started the day, because I got par on second, I was like, and on the first and the third, I made it to the green with birdie chances and triple putted, or a triple putted one and quadruple putted the other. Damn. So then my putter was letting me down. I was like, all right, this is fucking bullshit. <clears throat> and so, like, all the stuff that usually works for me, and then I was trying to put it together. Like, I have never hit my pitching wedge and nine iron and eight iron good. I almost hit. Uh, fuck, what hole was it? Uh, anyway, it was it was a low, it was a short, it was a par four, short par four, and I hit a shitty drive, and I hit it blind over. I knew what direction I wanted over a, another tree, and it hit in front of the stick. And rolled over the fucking hole. Damn. And then stopped like five foot away. So like I almost fucking like eagled <laughs> one of those. And I was like, okay. So like I was playing really good with the nine and eight. And then I came about six foot from ho- doing a hole in one uh dunk shot. And then it rolled fucking way off. But like, I mean it was gonna it was gonna dent the flag stick. So like I'm getting better with other things. But then my good things let me down, so I was getting fucking frustrated. I'm shit. in that boat, dude, because the, the earlier this year, so I played Saturday with my brothers, and uh, sorry, I missed that. I, I should have been there, but that's all right. It was a good time. Um, uneven carts, you know, you could have made even carts, but it's fine. It's worth it. Maybe you did. Yeah, you made four. Who was by himself? Me. Hate to see it. Yeah, you do. He's a lefty. Yeah, yeah. I get segregated. Look, if we played a lefty, I'll tell you about it later. But. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I've been in that boat all year where I started the year, my irons were absolutely fantastic, like unbeatable. Driver was suspect. Chip or pitching and chipping was suspect. And then putting's been the same. It's not changed. Uh and then just out of nowhere, it was like it was literally Saturday. I hit one bad drive on the first hole. And I was like you know, I was like, it's fine, you know, we'll play through it, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know if I did something, changed something, whatever. I just start fucking piping drives down the center of the fairway. I, every now and then I would get left or right rough, maybe five or ten yards off. But other than that, dude, I was piping shit down nice. the middle of the fairway. Uh, between... I don't think I hit a drive less than 250. Damn. And I almost almost hit over 300 again. I mean, I was just straight fucking wrecking drives down the fairway. It's crazy talk. <clears throat> and then, but then my irons were just failing me hard. I could not make good contact. And I think what it is is where I got these new clubs. I'm afraid to actually get and to to actually strike the ball. But I thought that was the whole point of going to the thingy downtown or whatever the range or wherever you're going to was to get into it no that was to learn how far i hit them the difference there's a difference between hitting off of a turf mat and actually hitting no i know that but yeah okay yeah fair enough i think i'm afraid of actually striking scuffing one striking the ball no not scuffing them really but just like striking the ball and then taking a divot because i haven't taken a divot since i bought those new clubs Mm. nice and that's 
not typically how I play. That's not typically how I swing. There's some guy like even like Tiger, even like Tiger. Tiger takes a divot every now and then, but most of the time he doesn't. Like yeah. on mid long irons. <clears throat> but like I normally do, even on like a four iron, I'll take a little half dollar size. See, that's my issues. I don't ever take anything, which is why I end up hitting with the bottom of the club and just killing every <clears throat> worm known to man on that hole. <laughs> and I think it's. It could be where the I don't know because mine it's, is I'm scared I'm scared to like get into it like that and then I change my mind through my backswing mm-hmm. and then just end up fucking doing that or I let up a little bit and I get so under it which is what my sandwich was doing that just I it's a beautiful shot if I was going five yards yeah. but not going thirty yards <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just striping drives. It was insane. And then my chip game over the last, like, three rounds has gone through the roof. It's in, it's insane. I'm actually, like, got backspin to where the ball's starting to slow down and stuff. Crazy. Uh, but I did. I was about I was about six feet away from all in one. Damn. I, it was that – it was that – it was that long view, the par three after you hit over the lake for the second time. Yep. That par three, it's on top of the hill. Yep. I about fucking hold out. <laughs> and I had two witnesses yeah. who grew up with me, shitting all over me their entire lives. They got no reason to lie. There was a hole 16, I think, it's the par three that goes downhill over the thing, and, or over the pond. And that, I was just like... Uh, that's, that's 17. Okay, 17. Yeah, 17. And... Uh, I was just kind of just in a mood anyway. I was like, fuck it. And like, even like, so Aaron shot a plus 25, which I is not that. his best day, um, which was weird because he was hitting good. His chipper wasn't working either. Or his irons weren't working very well either. But um, <laughs> they all pulled up with like four, I don't know, whatever club. I pulled out the fucking driver. I was like, fuck it. Like, my driver's been doing decent th- today. Like, the that was about that and randomly. <sighs> My nine, my nine iron. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I did like the most, like, so you know how like on like the games you do a hundred, your boy moved it down to about 70 yeah. and just had the most comfortable shot. Just, just flowing. Like I felt like I was high cause it was just so like, uh, <laughs> most beautiful ball. <laughs> and it, bounced, it had a bad bounce, but like if I'd have been like a little bit more left, it would have landed in front of the hole with like a six foot putt. Damn. If I was a little bit more left. And it was such as a lackadaisical swing. Yeah. Like I can't do that. I can't take I can't take the piss out of my swing because uh, I'll end up shanking it. My problem is reason. I'm trying to put too much piss in it. And then I've been trying so I've been working with my shoulders a certain way and like you know how I do my butts, you know, down mm-hmm. and back up, like trying to call a fucking bird. Looking like a frog when you stand it up on two legs. Yeah. And but now I've gotten this thing where like if I like basically when I get in that stance, then I put my left shoulder up just a smidge like that. It's a game changer. Um, but I don't know. I also lost uh, three balls. I was kind of pissed about that because back. In, so I obviously am notorious, not a good golfer. I used to lose a shit ton of balls. I've only lost this year. I've been out for, I think seven rounds total this year already. And I've only lost six balls total. I lost good. fucking three. Uh, I Sunday. went positive. Sorry. I went positive. Net I positive? actually, yeah, net positive. I lost two and picked up like 
five, I think. So I think I went like plus three on golf balls. That's a good day. I do want to say shout out real quick. So we had to go up to Cracker Don 710. There was two 710s available. Uh, we pulled up to the cart waiting on the people out there. And he was like, hey, y'all 710 too? We're like, yeah. He's like, well, you just you just want to go together? We're like, sure. Uh, so it was a guy named DJ and Jordan. And it was DJ's son, Cooper. Most adorable kid. And so all five of us went out. And uh, DJ came alive at on the back nine. Did really good. Jordan... That motherfucker through the back nine, he was minus one for like five holes. Holy shit. But like the front nine, he was like us. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like that dude could probably compete with uh, Scott. And he had like a hoodie on. He had nice like pants on, but he had like a, just like a hoodie. And then he told us that like on hole 14 that he's legally blind in one eye. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> and so like he finally got his shit together. And he was, I mean, just, I mean, some of the best golf I've seen live. Wow. And But they were really cool dudes. I think we got, uh, we're friends with them, I think, on that um, app or whatever. But uh, yeah, we ended up getting paired with some strangers and it ended up being a cool day. I'm always leery about that, getting paired up with somebody, you know. Cause I didn't know that was going to work, but I mean. You do 18 holes of small talk. Well, I mean, by, dude, by whole four, we were like, like we'd known each other for fucking 10 years. Oh, okay. So, like, they were, I'm telling you, they were really cool dudes. And, and it helped that, that Cooper was, he was so adorable, dude. And he actually had a hell of a swing on him, dude. Really? Like, <laughs> he I mean, he could have been more than seven, maybe. Dude, he had a full-on swing. And there was a couple times he may or may not outdrove ad- adults on the, off the tee. <laughs> so. That reminds me of when we were kids, um... Dad, where dad worked on like Wednesdays, they would all drive up to Shady Brook and play just a quick nine or whatever, like the whole yeah. crew. Or and he would take us, which I don't know, he didn't have to, but it was kind of cool. And uh, we got to, it was fun because you know, we all sucked and shit like that. And of course, my dad was awesome, but uh, yeah. uh, like we'd be sitting there at the end of the after the last hole, just sitting on the hillside watching everybody finish, and I'd be like shit talking all these adult dudes that are <clears throat> pissed off and all that stuff or whatever. I feel like we need to do free advertisement <coughs> because this is my new sport. Yeah, so we down or I I I downloaded you and Nate it. introduced it to me. I, I downloaded it more than once. It's not a new thing. It's yeah, been around for a long time, but it's the eighteen birdies app. It's a GP. It's a golf GPS and scorecard app. And it's really neat. Um, it's got a the free version gives you everything that I need. Yeah, I'm not doing premium. Yeah, the premium version gives it if you're in like shooting if you're like a ten handicap and looking to get if you're better. Like Scott, I think I think Aaron I think has premium. Yeah, if you're trying to get like really really Loki, good, I'm sure Nate has premium too. <laughs> it gives you a lot more metrics and things like that. Mm-hmm. It'll actually give you like elevation adjustments and then shit like that. But the yardages are pretty accurate. I mean, it's GPS. Which I explained to Nate. Nate was like, that doesn't look like 90 yards or whatever. And I was like, dude, GPS got us through Desert Storm. You going to fucking... Yeah. You going to well, deny that? And not to mention, like, he works with that type of technology, too. And, boy, your boy does, too. That shit's pretty fucking spot on. Like, but, uh, technologies came came a long way. But the the coolest thing that Corey keeps talking about is you. It's like a it's a it's kind of a lightweight social media too, where you can be friends with yeah. people and you turn notifications on and it lets you know when they're playing around a golf yeah. and you can sit and watch their scorecard accumulate. 
And so it's the best. I put on, so like, what happened was the first time Let's I noticed Wesley, this. I'll, get, I'll pull up Wesley's score right now. So as you're doing that, the first time we did this was uh, me and Nate were in our buddy Aaron's um, scramble for his birthday at the Wildcat course at the whatever. And so we, <laughs> he, I was out playing Nate for a solid like six, seven holes. And so as I'm doing this, you know, he's, you know, hyping me up and I'm feeling good about it. And then, like, he keeps getting these messages from Jack, and he's like, he's like, dude, like, Jack's just shitting all over him, basically, for his <laughs> golf. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, he's watching me golf. You can do it. So I finally downloaded the app at the Scramble we played at a couple weeks ago, or last week, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, was getting used to it. I'm still getting used to some of the stuff. But I, I, the first one I officially watched, watched was... Aaron played Friday night uh, at, for Memorial, and he was at Tate's Creek or whatever. And he hit like a double and then like a triple. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck this, I'm watching this shit. So, like, he had just like, the worst three holes of his life in like in a row. And I was like, I just texted him. I was like, Aaron, be better. I was like, dude, you are falling apart right now. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I'm watching you on 18 birdies. <laughs> So you can set so many notifications up that you can literally get play by play sent to your phone. So it's almost like you just were watching like a PGA Championship or something like, like a that. game, like a game cast. Yes, it's so fucking awesome. So then I was started watching your. I had so much to do Saturday morning, but like I started watching your alls, and then I sent your brother a message, Daniel, and he was not having it originally. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent you a couple or whatever, and then you finally, I think it was on the. Whole seven on Monday, you were like, "Gotta get together, gotta get together," <laughs> and then you're like, you, "You'll be all right in the back." <laughs> well, I'm not a good guy to message on that thing, on or just any anyway during like, I think I might have talked about it here on the show, but like, I when I go play golf, I put the phone away. I'll pull it out except for the, every single thing when you're looking for yardage. Yeah, when I look for yardages and so like I am not checking texts when I'm playing. Fair enough. I'm still going to text you, but. but uh, yeah, so I'll just check the app right now. My our friend Wes, who's been on the show a couple of times, he uh, is plus six through four. It's not terrible. If he he had he's got triple, and then three straight bogeys. If he turns that triple into another bogey, he's shooting all right. I was plus through plus four through four the other day. No big deal. I shot. I had my only par. I shot at eighty nine. Uh, Saturday, I'm fucking That's pretty impressive. jacked about that. I feel like we should probably quit talking about golf because <clears throat> we've already lost all of our listeners. Yeah, well, most of them. Yeah, most of our listeners are gone. Let's switch over. Let's switch over to the NBA. NBA Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven finally ended. Finally ended. Eastern Conference Finals finally ended. Boston made it fun. Yeah, they. Well, uh, I mean, you had a sweep in the Western Conference. It would have sucked kind of pretty bad if they had a sweep over in the Eastern Conference as well. But Boston made it fun. Game Seven was last night. Actually, real quick, Game Six ended in the most awesome putback in yeah. recent memory. Uh, that was sick, by the way. Point one, point one. Yeah, was released. they had no time. He got and he clearly got it off. I watched it several times just to make sure I didn't have to write into the NBA. <laughs> but uh, Game Seven happened, and it's in Boston. I kind of feel you feel like after you have a putback win like that in Game Six. That you're the the fuel in the fire is you know it's roaring, 
So you're just gonna like, and you're at you're at your own home stadium. Yeah. Court. They don't call them stadiums, they do they? I don't know. TD Garden. That's what I call it. The Garden. The other Garden. You think at the beginning of that game that Boston's gonna rally here, especially being down three zero, you win three straight. Yep. You know, and then you're at home. But man, <clears throat> they uh, Boston sucked. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, so at the time, uh, no, it when right before Denver beat LA, uh, Denver was up three zero, and being up three zero, the NBA was one hundred forty nine zero. Well, then they closed it out. So at that point, it was one hundred fifty and zero, and then Miami was up three zero, and then you're like, all right, you know, and then Boston did that. And a lot of buttholes were perked then. Um, but Miami, I honestly think, like, for a couple of those games, they were trying to, like, rest, but not rest. And then they're like, oh, shit. Because, like, uh, he's him, Hemi Butler. Like, he was almost like a no-show for game five. I think it was game five. And then he was uh, basically a no-show for game six until, like, the last two minutes. Yeah. He, he scored, like, ten points in the last two minutes or four, or a stretch of two minutes. He scored, like, ten points, which helped him out. Uh, and then Duncan Robinson bricks like two very open three point shots, which that's his job. Duncan had a decent game in Game Seven, um, but I'm talking about Game Six. Yeah. His job is to bury those shots, and he yep. bricked both of them, which gave Boston the opening. Cam and Struess they got paid stupid money because of that the bubble season basically, and they've not been worth a fifth of it since basically. But uh, but in Game Seven, I mean Boston comes out in the first quarter up. I'm not making any excuses, but it is very unfortunate that the first play of the game, Jason Tatum turns his ankle. Yeah. And I unfortunately watched the replay because I hate watching those. It was bad. Yeah. You're not uh, flashbacks. You're yeah. yeah. It was bad. And you could tell. I mean, you could tell. He Throughout was, the entire game, he was not. He was in a lot 100%. of pain. And he still played a pretty damn good game. I think he played a good game under the circumstances. Yes. He was very limited. He couldn't, yes. he couldn't cut at all. No. Um, but no excuses. Right, play the game with people yeah. that are on the court. Uh, I actually, at one point, was sitting there looking at my TV, just being like, "Why is he on the court? Why is he on the court?" Because he wasn't helping at all. My other thing was like, "Why are they not going after him?" Yeah, that's another thing too. Is I I don't even know if that was like a like a mercy killing by Miami by not just dribbling around. No, because like, you're you're wanting to win. So like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have dribbled Sp- around him all day. Spo would have had no problem doing that. So I'm I'm trying to wonder why that didn't actually happen. But uh, uh, in first quarter, uh, Boston goes 0 for 10 from three point land. You can't do that. No. <laughs> <clears throat> and what's unfortunate is the the landscape of NBA basketball, you also can't stop shooting threes. And they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Their best three-point shooter is Grandpa Al Horford. Who is very old. Yeah. Let's all, like, let's all just say it. But what's crazy is, like, he's the last person to get the ball. It's always going to be Marcus Smart that throws the ball up and does that shit. Marcus Smart or is Jalen not a shooter. Brown, Jalen, not, exactly. Yeah. Or Grant Williams or something like that. Grant Williams. He did bury a couple threes, but he is fine. But he's like, like my ninth option. And I watched last year when they were in the playoffs against Miami, and then they actually moved on to play the Lakers. No, who won last year? Lakers? Parker, I don't know. Warriors? Not Lakers. Warriors. When, yeah. So, but I, 
it was it's which I have a lot of issues with the NBA, but like that is part of it. One of the, that's part of it. Like I don't know. You have Time Lord. You have a couple other people. Go down low. Just see what happens. Or yeah. drive the ball if you can dribble. Jalen Brown, motherfucker. Yeah. Do you realize? <clears throat> do you realize that if he signs the max? No, they're talking super max for Jalen Brown. Yeah. If he signs that, a person that can't dribble will be the highest played paid player of all time in the history of NBA by a lot. Mm-hmm. That is absurd. Yeah. Jalen Brown, I don't want to point it at one at one or the other because, it, uh, 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 damn it, what's the coach's name? Missoula. Yeah, Joe Missoula should shoulder a lot of blame, too. He's not a good coach. No, he's not. Um, Steven's had faith in him, but I don't know why. No, yeah, they should have. I mean, I know that they they almost had to fire uh, EK or Ime Udoka Udoka because of what he did. Yep. You know, it was pretty bad. I mean, long motherfucker. Yep. Uh, but uh, but like Jalen Brown was a big part of them. Not they didn't get clowned out of the court, but they definitely got beat pretty handily. At one at one point, they got it close. It was like within seven, I think. Closest uh, I seen was. Six. six. I think that was the third quarter yes. they got it within six. And then uh, Miami ended up pulling away. Um, I think it was like a 19-point game towards the end of there the game. There was a stretch I seen. I think it was like 21. But new point. But, like, yeah, they pulled away to a very comfortable win. Jalen Brown was a huge contributor to that very comfortable what win. I, what I said off air, like there was a time in the middle of third quarter when I had posts on Facebook. I was like, I can dribble the ball better than Jalen Brown. was when they pulled up the stat. That at that time, Miami the entire team of Miami Heat had seven turnovers. Jalen Brown had eight. Yeah, you just can't do that and be a max player against a team with a bunch of no names. In theory, <clears throat> in theory, Jimmy Butler wouldn't be the best player on any team. In well, I mean, he's playing like a top ten player right now. But like, I mean, at one time Jimmy Butler was going to be the future of someone's franchise. Not really. I mean, even when he was at Minnesota. It was always going to be uh, Cap, Carl Towns. Like, he's never been, even at Philly, it was Joel McBead. Like, he's not been. Did you say Joel McBead? Embiid. I, well, I, I put a lot of M's in <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah. Do they, uh, they put that on the menu after the McRib? <laughs> Took it, Embiid. About <laughs> that. that. Uh, but as much as Jimmy's gone off, and I do think he's a. I think he's a top ten player because only because I can't name nine people better. Yeah, I mean, currently right now, right now, like, I mean, currently right now, even though he has he has peaks and valleys when he when he's peaking, he's the best player that the Heat have. Um, even By though far. even though this entire series, like this whole Eastern Conference Finals, has been the Caleb uh, help Martin. me Caleb Martin show, who is. On fire, by the way. Uh, it's like literally, like you know how. Also, another undrafted. Career. I was about to say, you know how Kentucky has like the untouchables and and rups rups runs and things like that. Like that, like the Miami. If they move on and actually finish this finish yeah. this job, they should just call them the undrafteds. Yeah, I mean, so it's like four out of or like three out of their starting five are undrafted players. So real quick, just for people that don't watch NBA, hell, we barely do. The only reason I know this is because I listen to a Miami based podcast. But basically, essentially, what had happened in Miami was after they blew up the big three, 
They started drafting people, whatever. And they got lucky on a few things. They brought some players in. Burt. It really kind of started when Bam was drafted, and they had a couple other players there, um, the remnants of the big three, per se. But then you – all right, so what had happened was it, it, in NBA, their cap is so stupid because you have to spend the money no matter what. So basically, somebody like a back, like a third-string running back, in the NFL makes the same amount as a quarterback does. Essentially, that's how it works in the NBA because they have to spend the money. So what the Miami Heat do is they do do a really good job of developing players. That's Pat Riley. That's Spo. Spo, arguably top. I think he's the best coach right now besides maybe Pop. but And Pop just got uh, Wimignana, so we'll see. But uh, – they have all these players that just balled the fuck out in the uh, bubble, basically. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero being one of them, uh, who is slated to come back for the uh, for the finals. Yep. Uh, but other than Tyler Hero, like, do you realize, for people that don't know, does anybody remember who Cody Zeller is? Uh, yeah, I remember Cody Zeller. He is the highest drafted player on the current roster. Even higher than Bam? Higher than anybody. Really? On the current roster. He is wearing dad shoes and a face mask and has a uh, horseshoe haircut. Is he not playing? Oh, the, the, there's a whole segment called the Zeller Minutes. Is he hurt? No, he's just not that good. <laughs> like, oh. Um, he feels in for Bam sometimes. Anyway. Which, by the way, as good as the Heat were at putting away Bo- – well, I think it was more Boston was really bad. Uh, Bam only did like 12-10. Bam yeah. was a, basically a no-show. Yep. But it was game. it was the Gabe Vincent, um, it was uh, Duncan Robinson who they paid. Max Cruz had a couple decent minutes, uh, but they paid a bunch of people that sucked for the past two years, and then they decide everybody decided ball at once. Like when they were in the bubble, they were the best scoring team and they were the best three point team. Then for the next two years, they were the worst three point team in the league. How do you have that with only three point shooters? Basically, yeah, which is what happened. So. I don't know. Uh, I hope I hope Caleb Martin gets his on this because I think he's a good piece. Um, he's a good fourth on the on a team, which this team is. I guess you would technically say Jimmy, Bam, Hero, and then you would go to I guess get, uh, Caleb Martin. But yeah, <clears throat> it's a bunch. I, I like it. Like this is going to be the most not watched uh, finals probably ever because it's Denver. Versus a bunch of no names in Miami, but yeah, but I think I think your real ones are gonna watch it. It's the it's the it's the loud minority on Twitter that's gonna be like no no Braun don't care, you know. Oh, gross. Um, which it's we can look forward to that. That game game one tips off on Friday, I believe, or Thursday Thursday night. Also, Denver low key hasn't played since May twenty second. <laughs> that's so this will be a whole rest versus rest thing. Obviously, Denver has the home field advantage because Denver was. A one seed, yes, two, yeah, one seed, and Miami obviously being the eight seed. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people from Kentucky watch because Jamal Murray's in it, Bam's in it, Tyler Hero's in it. So it's a good, fi- our, it's a good finals for Kentucky. Yeah, our Commonwealth's going to watch the shit out. We got of it, huge representation in this finals. Yeah, but the best players are, which I would argue that Jokic is, Jokic is, you can argue top three player in the league right now, but it's him. Then Hemi, then Jamal Murray, 
and then bam, and that's it. Unless Tyler Hero comes back super healthy. But I'm saying like names. And, it, and really they're not stars except for the first two. So, yeah, really. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> I let's just do predictions. I've got a, I've, I mean, I've got a prediction. It's going to be I got 4-1. I got 4-1 Denver. That team, that Denver team is so good. I think they just absolutely roll Miami. Miami snakes one away down in uh, Miami, South Florida, whatever you want to call it. I think Miami gets one at home, but I think I think I think Denver just rolls them four to one. Uh, I think it's going to be closer. I think Denver will win. As much as I hate to say it, um, I think Denver wins. I think they win. Unfortunately, in Miami, Game Six, that would suck ass. That happens. That's been happening a lot. Where or it happens all the time in the NFL because you know it's not a series, but uh, it's been happening a lot in these like series based things where like the winning teams away when yeah. when they win the big championship, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, obviously you but want it to be. Obviously, I mean, honestly, you want to win as fast as possible. So, it do, you know, the players don't give a fuck where they are when they win. No. They want to win, yeah. you know. But it would be nice for the entire stadium to be losing it because the whole team, the, the home team just won the, won the chip. Yeah. You know, but I think it's a five-game series uh, minimum. It's not a sweep. No, I don't think it's a sweep. I think there's too much, too much culture. Too much Miami. culture. Too much heat culture. Uh, but I think it's a five game minimum. And I think I'm I'm I think it would be sweet for Denver to win it. I don't, have they they've not won a chip. No, this is the first. This is the first final they made. Yeah, so I think it would be neat for Denver to win it. Uh, even you know, somebody the other day was put up the stat of Eric Spolstra's tenure in Miami and how many times he's made the, the he's I can't remember how many years he's been there but he's made like six finals yeah which again some of three of those were LeBron four, four. Dwayne Wade and yeah four of them yeah. were yeah were LeBron Dwayne Wade Bosch Ray Allen but he took the bunch of no names to the bubble yeah like, that's what I'm guys. saying like he, someone was trying to discredit that being like well how many has he won like bro this is professional sports this isn't your fucking local high school yeah. my guy it is getting to the finals. Well, actually, the what was the who made the quote? I can't remember. Somebody made a quote that was like, "Getting to the finals is hard. Winning, it's easy." I disagree because waiting on the other end of that, I think it's all like it's all hard. The most difficult thing ever. It sounds like such a bland white bread fucking take, but how can you not sit there and just be like, "Waiting for us on the other side of this game is the other best team in the league." Yeah. <laughs> I think it's not going to be good for NBA, um, which is why they may or may not have sent the certain refs out for Game Seven. What's that, Scott Foster? Scott Foster is he was, going to the championship? He probably, better not, dude. Probably, but he's like, the worst. But like they sent out the trio of all like the people that are not Miami. Let's put it that way. Scott Foster being the main one, but um, I think it's going to be cool for Denver. Uh, and I, you know, Jamal Murray's sweet. Like we finally seen what them two could look like together, him and Jokic, when they're healthy. When they're healthy, and it's devastating. And they have so many really good uh, pieces around them. Uh, so I mean, I'm fine. Like I just want a good series. Um, obviously, for the show I listen to, yeah. I mean, you you want Miami to win, but 
I mean, I'm fine with whatever comes out of this. I think it's Denver. All I just the way. want to be. I just want it to be a good competitive series. I think it's Denver. No brainer. No brainer. Uh, what should we do now? Quick note. In a quick notes. The NFL quick notes. There you go. That's what I meant. NFL quick notes. Corey. NFL quick notes. Uh, John Gruden may or may not be be back in the NFL. Oh, you've not heard about this, right? I've not. Uh. The Saints brought him in to work with Derek Carr. Really? I don't know off the top of my head the connection with him and Dennis Allen, the coach. Um, but he was low-key brought in to work with Derek Carr. And then it's kind of saying John Gruden visited to help Saints with Derek Carr. Huh. Well, Gruden and Carr had that connection from being out in Vegas. Well, yeah. I'm saying, yes, yes, that. But, like. For Dennis Allen, which we know the Saints kind of do some weird stuff, but like very weird stuff, but like like pay their defense players to hurt people. Yeah. So uh, there has to be a relationship either with the owner or Dennis Allen or whoever the GM is to even fathom to bring him in to do this. But low key, he's back. That would, uh, you know I what? Think he's back. I think he took his leakings. He was the fall guy for a much bigger problem that the NFL didn't want to deal with. So. If you want to get conspiracy about it. Speaking of that team, did you hear about the Commanders? Did not. And how they don't have the rights to the Commanders' name. Oh, how? So they, because they did not apparently file the paperwork proper. Hashtag uh, fucking Dan Snyder's a dumbass. God. And I'm actually okay with this because Commanders, that sucks as a name. Um, They might have to change their name, either that or pay somebody, which that team was just bought. Six seven point six bill a lot seven point six bill. They might have to pay somebody millions of dollars to get the commanders' rights, or just change their name again. What do you do? You think somebody realized that they didn't trademark it and they went out and trademarked it, or is it already was it previously trademarked? I don't know. Like you would think, when they changed their name, I really do think Dan Schneider wasn't thinking about selling it. So he, you would have thunk. Would have already tried to do all this. Now, we had that conversation two years ago, wherever it was, about people just buying up random names and stuff like that. I don't know. But that's wild. I what think is, that's hysterical. That is fucking hilarious. Um, and Le'Veon Bell come out and said that he smoked, uh, smoked dope before every game. Even though the one time he was suspended with LeGarrette Bunt, they drug tested him and he was smoking dope, obviously, but like. They did didn't quit drug testing you, so yeah. Uh, also, want to point out that Le'Veon Bell apparently, while high, was very productive as a running back. So NFL, maybe think about that. Yeah. While the the scapegoat Josh Gordon is Josh Gordon again, also very productive while high on drugs. I still think it's crazy that he had a season where he played. I think it was nine games and had sixteen hundred yards and like twelve touchdowns. As long as you, if you, if the NFL, Off his mind. if the NFL relaxes on marijuana, and then just puts puts a, what's it called a, uh, basically puts a thing into that ruling to where like the players can't promote any commercially available yeah. marijuana. You know, kind of like baseball. Like baseball guys can have a big wad of chaw in, but they can't do a fucking commercial for mail pouch. Yeah. Um. Nicotine's a little bit different than but what or something. Yeah, but. I know. I understand that. But 
we're look the seven like sixties and seventies are over. We are <laughs> we enough. we are as an entire country being more and more and more relaxed with marijuana. Even I am. As a kid, I was like, "Fuck no, dude! Dare you heard of dare? Fuck no." Oh, me, me too. I but as up. as an adult now, I still have no desire to partake in smoking of marijuana. But if anyone else does, fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. NFL just needs to basically just say, "Listen, uh, seventy and eighty year old fan, we're gonna do, we're gonna let them do some weed." My thing was, if you don't that, like it, you can watch cricket. My thing was, like, look, it's the whole thing of, all right, it might be illegal in this state, might not. That's fine, cool, whatever. But when your employer says no, then you can't do it. You just simply can't do it. I understand that. Now, and, if they're, if they're coming around, it's also a black eye on them, too, for what they did to Josh Gordon. Yeah. Like, and they're always like, the Shield's always going to win, obviously. It's always going to win. But, like, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where, like, you have players that play the most violent sport. Uh, this helps them not get shot up with fucking cortisol or yeah, whatever. Yeah, if, if it helps them to stay off opioids. Yeah. You I know, you. which, is an, which, it, there. which yeah. is an actual problem. That sounds awesome to me. Because I would love for my NFL players to smell a little bit like a skunk rather than be hopped up on opioids. Yeah, or and, in the weird scenario where I think basically, yes, there might have been some other things that happened with Vincent Jackson, but he was using alcohol for his pain, amongst other things, which everybody's going through stuff. But to the fact where Vince, Vincent Jackson was drinking all day, every day, and then died from that... At 36, I think. Mm. But, like, for the most part, his was pain. And, you know, science be, you know, science is what it is. If, if, if something like that could have helped, I mean, why not? Like, I mean, you've already got, you've already got medical facilities issuing, I'll use it, I'll use the term. Medical facilities are issuing cannabis as pain treatment. Especially for cancer patients. Yes. Because it's so painful yes. to go through the treatments. So they're like, hey, get you a little bit of that sticky icky and you'll be all right. Yeah. And for me, so for me, for example, I used to be, oh, the sick of weed is going to kill you, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Like, and you're a fucking drug dealer and blah. I've gotten to the point now, like, I smoked when I was 10 and I quit smoking because I seen what eventually happened to the people that I was with. Guess where they are? Guess where I am? A little different. But I tried it again when I was like 23, and then I just didn't like it because, one, I was drinking with it, too, which doesn't help. And But, like, I tried it again uh, later in my life with, like, a gummy style and stuff like that. And for me, the way that this certain stuff was described to me was, like, I've always had back problems. I've always had knee problems. I don't want the high part. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care about that. If it's going to help me feel better... Why not give it a try? Yeah, like, like I, I tried those Delta 8 gummies, and like I've told you several times, it wasn't real weed. You know, it's like the federally yeah. legal THC or whatever, but I got the best sleep I've ever had in my life, and it's well documented off this show or maybe even on the show that I Probably. don't sleep. No, you don't sleep. It's documented you never make it to work, and somehow you're not fired. But Yeah, yeah I don't sleep. It's still fascinating to me. I mean, I make it. 
I know, but I know. I'm just saying, like that's fascinating. Corporate Chris. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's get to the main, the main, the main NFL news. news. So death. I want to start this off by saying death taxes and the off-season sport totally cucking another sport in their two sports technically, but yeah, yeah, in their like playoff season. It never fails. When the Super Bowl's coming around, Woj will drop some wild bomb in the NBA to take take the piss out of the try. try this to, year they did. They yeah, did a little bit. But yeah. Take the piss out of the Super Bowl, and then the NFL comes in during the NBA and here's NHL playoffs, and 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 fucking says, you know, here's our big news. So DeAndre Hopkins is kind of old news now, but DeAndre Hopkins was released by the Arizona Cardinals. He is a free agent, able to pursue. Any and all adventures okay. that he wants. Yep. The my hot take, my immediate hot take is I am so happy for DeAndre Hopkins for getting out of an impoverished franchise. I don't know what happened, and it's not Kyler. There's other things that happened there. That it? whole team, that whole team is is a blazing inferno of trash. I don't get it. It has to be the ownership. And like they are thing. so bad. The whole team is bad. Everything about it is bad. And he needed out because he's so good, and he's only got maybe five years left. Maybe. Uh, I don't remember how old he is, but... 32. He doesn't have... He came out with Deshaun, so... Yeah, he doesn't have 10 years left is where I'm getting at. 30. He's, he's 30. 30. Okay, so he's got like five. five good years left. He's only been hurt once. The, the su- suspension was because he took H or whatever it is. But basically, whatever. We don't worry about that. Yeah. So now he can actually get out. He's gotten out of two impoverished franchises. One in Houston, which now they're kind of turning the corner a little bit, it looks like. And yeah. then and then it, now he's he got out of Arizona. This man needs to... And he has the pick of the litter right now because everyone knows what he can do on these shit franchises, you know. So, he, yeah, he can put up all the numbers you want on very shitty franchises. Put him in a situation like some of the teams that he well, said. We'll that, get we'll get there. Okay. But I want to I want to say a couple other things too. It's like so by not trading him, which they tried to trade him during the season and and during the off season during the off season, and it didn't work out. And I still think that's. Because of the management, they took it's 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 imploding completely around now. Kyler Murray, which I still think everybody has their opinions about Kyler. I think he's a top fifteen quarterback in the league, and I don't think he's the initial problem. I think there's other things going on there. But they took a twenty two point six million dollar cap hit against versus taking like a low ball trade. Which does not make sense. It may, that's insane. And weirdly, they have the cap weirdness like uh, the Saints do, where somehow the Saints are just that close always to the top of the cap, and they are not doing anything with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, bad signings, basically, essentially. Uh, but it blew my mind that nobody traded for him. Like, it really did. So, that had to be Arizona. So, continue with the Well, that's why I think it was Arizona. And I think it was Arizona just thinking that in their situation that they could get, like, two first rounds, a second round, and someone's first child. Which, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is good. He's actually very good at football. I don't think he's 
he's at least like one first round, maybe. I mean, with the money. Oh, where'd I go? You're in there somewhere. With the money, with with the money, with the money that um, he was being paid at the time, he is worth it. But so he would have been, I think, the second highest paid uh, receiver next year. I think he's worth it because if you take out even well, actually, this season he was suspended, and he still had 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Jeez. He's done that seven times in his career. And obviously the times he's done it, they went way farther. It wasn't just at 1,100. He went farther. But, like, he is a 1,100, seven-touchdown minimum. Think of that. Four of that was in Houston with a good quarterback and nothing else. Yeah. At all. Like, I yeah. mean, that alone, that alone, his production in Houston should be – that should have gotten him traded out of Arizona because if you can catch, if you can catch passes from a quarterback that is the horniest man on planet Earth, and a rapist, yep. alleged, and a good quarterback. alleged rapist, and a good quarterback, and a good quarterback, yeah, but also horny as fuck, and maybe a rapist, alleged, alleged rapist, then you can catch quarterbacks from a sane person. Yep. So the teams that were involved get. I don't now. remember. Well, so early teams that have been that have been pointed out. Obviously, the Chiefs always show up when a when a when a number one player here. when a number one player I mean, is up for free agents. The Chiefs are always top they of the board. Money. They don't have money. Players go there for less money to win a championship, which makes perfect sense for a thirty year old wide receiver. It does, yeah. So they're always at the top. Yeah. Baltimore's been uh, been thrown out there, <laughs> which. I don't. I Those mean, first three weeks are gonna be sick. It'll. It would be very interesting to see Lamar Jackson actually get his wish of passing more with weapons. Because Mark Andrews is amazing, but he's not going to win you all of the games. With help, he could. But, but with yeah, help, yeah. with with if you have Mark Andrews and DeAndre Hopkins. With some other guys that just put... Not to mention they signed Odell for some ridiculous amount. They just gave Odell $15 million. That's insane. Oh, shit. They do have Odell, don't yeah. they? But you put him aside. Look, the Ravens is a good one. It's a good one. I, I would be gross, disgusting. Yeah, the Ravens is a good fit for D-Hop, and it would, it, it would suck for guys like you in the AFC East. Yeah. Because it would immediately make that offense... My division is already good all of a sudden now. It fucking sucks. So. Yeah. Now, I can't remember the, the... There was two more teams that were thrown out early. Um, and I can't. so the Patriots were thrown out there. Right? Yes, the Patriots. Look, were as winning, much yeah. as I would love him on my team, it makes zero sense for both parties. We still need another year or two. I don't think Mac Jones can. I think Zappy good, but like I don't think Mac Jones can do what he needs. One and then two. I don't. I, I don't think why, why waste that money. On, on D-Hop when, at this point, D-Hop kind of wants to win a championship. Yeah. And deserves to win a championship. Yeah, like, I he's think, a great receiver. I, yeah, I think Hopkins is, is in the part of his career where, he, yes, he still wants to make top money because he is still top talent, but also he wants to win. Yep. So, and I don't, and this is nothing against anybody, but I, and I'll even say it against my team too, neither of our teams are in positions to win championships. We're just not. At least you have a chance to win your division. I don't, there's no chance in hell we have a chance. Well, depends on quarterback play. Um, but yeah. like neither of our teams are in position to win championships. Um, 
you know. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for him to go to either Indianapolis or New England. Doesn't make sense for him to go really anywhere except for. Well, hold on. The other one that I thought was intriguing, but there's no money. The Saints. So the the Saints were brought up about it. So you have the corpse of Michael Vick. No. The wide receiver that just broke Michael every Thomas. record and then died. Michael Thomas. But if he can be back healthy, Chris Olave, I would argue, besides Garrett Wilson, them, them two boys are going to blow up the fucking world. Yeah. So if you put Chris Olave, Michael Thomas at 75%, and D Hop with yeah. Derek Carr throwing to him, that's insane. Derek Carr's got to be protected, too. That's a big well, thing. The O line low key is, is okay. It's in, the, it's in the, the lower part of the league, so that's good. But um, that was the one that I thought was intriguing. But they, they never have money. I don't know what happened, but they never have money. Now, maybe they got some of that back with the Saints when they traded uh, Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos with all that crazy shit. Maybe they got rid of some stuff. I don't know. I've not looked at the numbers yet. But I thought that was intriguing. Another team that would be interesting that's not been thrown out by any official sources or anything like that, But and, he, and D-Hop would – actually have to take less money to go there or they would have to pay some kind of outrageous penalty would be uh, Buffalo. So that actually was one of the main ones. That Did he get out. thrown out? Yeah. Um, they really, they have some weird cap space, but they're going to, they're take. I think they're at this point they're taking so much penalties on defense because their defenses won't be that good next year. Let's put it that way. That... You have Stefan Diggs on one side. Yeah, that, that'd be sick of shit. I don't know if they can make the numbers work in Buffalo. <clears throat> I don't think they can either, yeah. unless somebody was willing to do something. If, if you could convince someone on the team to restructure or take a less deal or something like that to do something great, yeah. which it sounds pretty easy for the two of us to make that decision, but that's a lot of money, dude. And I'm sorry. The other one I thought that that was mentioned too that I thought was interesting and getting after they got rid of Ezekiel and saved some money. Now they need it for something else, but I think they can still make room. Was Dallas? See, I don't think he want. I, I I don't think as a, I don't think he would want to go to Dallas. I'm trying. I'm acting like I've met him. I mean, before. he's been in Texas for. He's been no in Texas, Texas before. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. I get that. But like I, I I'm speaking like I talk to him on the regular or whatever, but. You and D-Hop close, huh? Yeah, yeah, me and D-Hop are tight. Uh, Dallas does not look like the team that anyone wants to go to right now. And I'm telling you this because I think we they, they got rid of Zeke. Uh, they got rid of Tony Pollard. No, which, Tony Pollard's, no they, oh, he's still they're, there? They're going to pay him eventually. Oh, I thought they... I thought they're they're gonna, no, no. Okay, so Zeke, Zeke's out. I think that was a big issue, even though he was also still... Also not been signed yet. But, yeah. He was still gaining yards, which was wild. But <coughs> he wasn't twenty three million dollars. No, he was a lot of money for yeah. not a lot of production. They, that he, whole signing thing. Went he back, wasn't yeah. twenty three million dollars worth of production. He should have never got the money first. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but I think the problem in in Dallas that no one wants to talk about except for me is is Dak Prescott. I don't think he's the guy. What would you rank him in of the thirty two teams? What would you rank him? I would put him in the. I would probably put him in top fifteen, probably. Okay. But you have to be top five to win the chip. Disagree. Trent Dilfer would like to have a word. That's old NFL. We're talking about now NFL. Mm. NFL is vertical. 
See, I, I it's vertical. He's and got it's, an arm. He's it's vertical an arm. and it's got versatile QB play. Dak Prescott gets hurt a lot. Do you realize though, if you had D Hop on one side, C D Lamb on the other side, and they uh what's his face is coming back? Oh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Michael Gallup. Yes, it's coming back. And then their O line's still intact. Your defense is good enough. Mike McCarthy being the coach he is, whatever you want to think about Mike McCarthy being the coach, he likes to air the ball out. See Green Bay. Just see Green Bay. I think I would put if we were ranking like the teams, I think that's number two on my on my list that he should go to. Like it nah, I don't think so. If that's Tom, just me. That's just me. If Tom if Tom Brady signed with Dallas on some weird parallel universe, he'd be there in a heartbeat. I think Dak's better than most people think he is. But I also think Kyler's better than most people. So yeah, I'm, maybe I'm just on that side. Just or, the last couple of years with Dak Prescott, I have not been impressed. His rookie season been injured, was amazing. Yeah. Just when he's on the field, he's not that good. The play calling, well, anyway. Now. Let's talk about the team. I think we're on the same page. Well, I was getting ready to suggest that we talk about like fun teams that it makes no sense, but it would be really fun for him to go there. Okay. My team is the Chargers. Oof. I think it would be very cool. He would be the healthiest wide receiver. He would be the healthiest wide receiver, but having Herbert's arm and Hopkins' catch catching ability and just route running and all that shit would be really fucking fun. It would just suck because the coach makes the worst decisions of Could all you time. Could you imagine Mike Williams, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen <laughs> and D-Hop together? That would be so sick. And and then on top of it, you have uh, all high and mighty Austin Eckler. He yeah. was like, I'm going to hold out for everything because I deserve this. And they're like, we'll give you two more million dollars on your $6 million contract if you catch six more balls. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Well. He deserves does he? Eckler money. Or he deserves Elliott money. No. You think Zeke's better than I him? don't think any running back deserves Zeke's money. If oh, we're being honest. come on. Barry CMC, Sanders, CMC, Barry CMC, Sanders, if CMC, Eckler, I would argue your guy. We have that. we have had this conversation for a decade. So is everybody else having it that running backs moving through money? Blah. Running backs don't deserve that kind of money. Uh, you can you can get look at the Super Bowl. You had one, you had one guy that was a name, Miles Sanders, and he wasn't even that good of a name. Who's also getting paid a substantial amount of money? He shouldn't, because he gets, they have. I think he makes more money than have three guys in their running back room. True. The Chiefs had two but guys. But you've seen what happened just to San Francisco alone when they made that trade. Alone when they made that trade, like CMC immediately made them six wins better. That's fine. That's fi- fi- that's worth twenty three million dollars in fi- my opinion. Fifteen max. Because <sighs> one wrong step. There goes $23 million down the shitter. You can say that about a linebacker or anything. Oh, lineman. If they go back too far and somebody sets on his ankle, done. We haven't seen Bakhtiari play since fucking Nam. And he's arguably one of the best offensive linemen. But we haven't seen him play. And he gets paid like $30 million a year or something, whatever the hell he gets paid. He's also protecting the blind side of your most He's not when he's asset. sitting on the fucking... Uh, at the Milwaukee Bucks game, drinking beer. I'm saying you, he's hurt. you pay that left tackle because they're protecting the most most important side of your most important player. 
Now, except when he's not playing. Now, if 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 running backs want to step up and just take that fucking C gap every play, Loki seems he's a good blocker. Eckler's not because he weighs four pounds. So what's that? Are they going to are they going to go toe to toe? We all watched what happened to Zeke when that. Happened are they going to go toe to toe with like a two ninety edge rusher? Uh, no, no, they're going to get rolled over or get a chopping block foul, and that's like ten yards or something. I don't know. Derek Henry can't block, and he's bigger than every fucking person on the team. So that's because he. I'm actually making your point. Like, Derek Henry's just forward. He's just forward. <laughs> he doesn't know back. He's like a dog that don't know how to back up. He's like, yeah. what, do I, what do I do here? Do I do it's like hand? a Forrest Gump runner where it's all right angles and perpendicular lines. Like it's this run tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can do a jump cut. I'll give him that. So the f- I don't have really a fun team because I didn't. Really, I don't think that way. Um, <sighs> Just think about like a quarterback combo or maybe a wide receiver. Who's the quarterback? Kind of fun. Uh, actually, I think uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams, and D Hop in uh, Las Vegas. That would be, be pretty sick. sick. Uh, I was thinking like uh, like yeah, Mi- give Desmond Ritter him. Too. I was thinking like <laughs> Miami would be sick. They already have ninety five fucking. Great I know, and it would be fucking like, cool if they had another. At one. that point, we're playing like weird all mad ninety nine or something. like it that. It would also be sick like if Tampa Bay, if Tom Brady was still in Tampa Bay, if he went there, like him and Mike Edwards and uh, uh, oh boy, help me out, uh, the other one, Chris Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin. Like those three, yeah. like Mike Edwards would just be fighting everybody, and and then Chris Godwin and and D Hop would. Score touchdowns. It would be a perfect uh, play. What if he went to the Bengals? They would have four receivers. Jeez, that they would, would have so four sick. receivers. <laughs> See, I guess uh, thinking about that shit, like that's like when you turn the cap rules off on Madden, yeah. you just load your team up. So where he should go, where, the number one team he should go to, being. Come on. And let our co-host in. Being serious about it, to me, it's a no-brainer. They have the cap room. They have his best friend. They have a really decent defense. And I think this would get them close to winning the division. He needs to go to the Cleveland Browns. I knew you were going to say that. It just makes all the sense in the world. It does and it doesn't. Because the Browns' defense, are they're good. You know. Good enough. They're, they're good, good enough. enough. They're good enough. And... Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, we'll see. He, we only got like a, what, like a six game sample yes, last year. Yeah, and it was a little. It was pretty bad. Shot at best. Yeah. It was pretty you could bad. You argue that uh, Jacoby was better. Jacoby, actually, I think statistically was better. Oh, he was a hell of yeah. better. Uh, which, I mean, technically, you got that as your backup. Yeah. It's pretty sick. But. <laughs> yeah, no, <MBD>. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and then they've got. Um, fuck, I don't forgot his name. I forget everyone's damn name. The coach. He's handsome, <laughs> some bitch. Sal. I don't know. I can't remember. The coach. Name. Well, Damn, I can't remember his name. Yep. It's a good coach, you know. Um, I think I think I think Kareem Hunt came back. They have Nick Chubb, who you could argue is a top four. I was gonna say they 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 have arguably I'll say arguably just for the sake of arguably the best running tandem in football. Yeah, their first stretch. Well, yep. Uh, and then oh oh wait, we have Amari Cooper on the other side now of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And they have, like, I think they still have Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan way back when who came out, like, had, like, a little coming out party last year. Yeah. And you, it would also be, like, it would be a very offensive mindset in the AFC North, which is not that. 
but now we're seeing the Bengals do it, and the Ravens are getting better. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting better. So if Cleveland, with all this talent and Savansky, Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski, yeah. there Kevin Stefanski, gorgeous jawline, fuck, he, awesome jawline. Right, I think like their division, you could argue, is as good, if not better, than the AFC East now. But like, it just makes sense. We watched what they did in Houston, like, and that Houston team was trash. Well, this Browns team is decent enough. They have a lot of good pieces. And then you reunite these two guys. Like, I think that is the obvious choice. Now, they were in trade considerations, yada, yada. But now it's free agent. There might be some shit working out between them. I yeah. I think the biggest thing with the, with the trade, because I don't know any of the details behind it, but I think the biggest thing with the trade was I don't think teams wanted to take on that. Take on that uh, they wanted to try and structure a deal. Yes. Rather than take on a contract that Arizona signed. The other thing was Arizona wanted ninety six fucking number one picks, basically. Which you know, I you think just, that's what it was ultimately. Arizona was like, well, like they pulled a Jim Jones or Jim Jones. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Jim Jones. <yes. laughs> drink the Kool Aid. They wanted uh, Jerry Jones is what they were trying to do. And Still drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, well, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Blue. Kool Aid was red, but moot point. Uh, I think, I think that's what was going on there, and I really don't think it was up to I, at, at that time. Still, like Arizona had the rights to him, so like it wasn't he really he had no trade clause or anything like that. So like, it wasn't up to him, and I think Arizona was just fucking it up for everybody. And they're like, fine, we'll just take the cap hit all day. Yeah, because they're poor. They yeah. are a poor franchise. Yeah. They're poor. They are for people that know like the L.A. Lakers, for example, Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody knows that is one of the most glorified franchises in sports history. But what people don't realize is the Bus family, or whatever, what's, yeah, Genie Bus. Okay. The Bus family. They don't own anything else. They don't own, like, they weren't like, like Mark Cuban, for example, that had, like, companies and stuff like that. Or, like, the guy that just bought Phoenix that owns, like, the world. Um, they only had that team. So they, you can't like do like draft capital a certain way. You can't like trade assets a certain way. You can't put money in a certain way because they don't have anything to back it up with. The as as as, as amazing as the Lakers are, the, the same thing with the Las Vegas Raiders, for example. If if uh, Mark Davis's mom dies, he might lose that team because of the inheritance tax that he'll have to pay. He has no capital. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just the team. So even though he has the stadium and everything, he does not have capital to put against what it would cost for. So like I think Arizona's kind of in that same deal where like Denver was, for example. They which their ownership was awful, Denver Broncos. And Walmart said, fuck, we're good. We'll just give you extra just for the hell of it. Yeah. So I think that's what what's happening in Arizona. And you're just letting it blow, basically. I mean, it's bad. Blow the team up. Just blow the team up. Start over. Move to move back to St. Louis. That wasn't that they played St. Louis in the Super Bowl. No, the the Cardinals started in Chicago, then St. Louis, oh, then I out there the Rams to no. Okay, sorry, I was going deep in the NFL you history were. for you. My bad, <clears throat> my bad. Uh, Strike up for me. If we're all being honest, 
He's going to be a chief. It's going to happen. Well, for my fantasy sake, it needs to be Browns or Chiefs. Yeah, he's probably going to be – he's either going to be a chief or a raven. If I was Lamar Jackson, I would be in his phone or in his DMs 100% of my day. Because that's his biggest gripe is I'm not a running back, I'm a quarterback, well, I want to throw Odell, more. So that's going to suffice. And I don't need – Odell is not sufficient. Odell's good. Those first three games, week one through week three, are going to be sick as fuck. Odell is good. He is not the answer to no. uh, uh, Lamar needs help. DeAndre Hopkins is the answer to Lamar needs help. I agree. So they, I mean, I would if I was Lamar, I would be in D uh, Hop's DMs, and I would also be my in my GM's office every day, yep. being like, "Have you offered him yet? Have you offered him yet? Yep. Have you offered him yet?" There may be a money issue, especially after giving uh, Odell fifty mil. Guaranteed, pretty much. I would walk into Odell's office or Odell's house and be like, "We're restructuring this shit because we got a chance at D Hop right now." <laughs> but yeah, all right, we're gonna do our Fab Five this week. Our Fab Five this week is the Fab Five fast food sandwiches, and I don't think we've done this one. We've talked almost, about sandwiches, but yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about sandwiches. Big That's sandwich so podcast. So. Fat Five Sandwiches. I was inspired by the fact that I'm getting Chick-fil-A tonight. Yeah, inspired by the fact that Corey's getting Chick-fil-A tonight, and I'm just hungry. So that's what you start doing. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, my number five is uh, the Thick Burger from Hardee's. Oh, Thick I, I actually wrote it down with two Cs. That's right. Thick Burger. I like it. Hardee's uh, was... Hardee's burgers are way overpriced, but I feel like you get enough burger. Yeah, I think the the they are very overpriced, but I think as a collective, the best fast food burger because it's just it's actual beef. But they also use red onions, which I just really appreciate. Yep. I'm actually going to pick it back off you a little bit with the same restaurant. I'm going to go the Hardy's Frisco Burger. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and Texas toast. Yep. Uh, tomato, a little mayonnaise. Mm, yeah, it just slaps a different way. Anytime a restaurant start, starts using Texas toast, I don't know why, but I'm always just like, who do you think you are? You and know? then I eat it, and I'm like, all right. No, I'm always just like, well, you you trying to be fancy now? And then it's really good. <laughs> That's the only Texas toast one on my. <laughs> uh, my number four is the Whopper. I don't give a shit. I love the Whopper. Gross. The Whopper is a... It, the, Not a Burger King guy. The Whopper course. is the closest thing you can get fast food-wise to a burger-cooked at a cookout. It's the closest you can get. I actually agree with that. Uh, my number four is going to be the Culver's Cheeseburger Deluxe. I do love Culver's. However, I've not sampled enough to really fall in love with anything. Culver's is really, really, really good. It's really, really, really bad for you. Yeah. But it is delightful, and it's and this will show up again, but it's a burger that's done the proper way that I like it. It's meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, and onion. Nice. So that's my number four. Uh, my number three is the beef and cheddar from Arby's. You I actually appreciate I that. I actually appreciate that Arby's has started offering the beef and cheddar in the classic, the double, and then a half pound yep. beef and cheddar. Your boy may or may not have had a half pound last night. Yeah. If I don't have anything else going on that day, I'm getting a half pound. 
Uh, my number three is going to be the Spicy Chicken Deluxe from Chick-fil-A. Uh, when the chicken wars were going on, Chick-fil-A was like, hold my beer. And they, they were just, like, hold my, hold my rosary. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, hold my wine. Uh, hold my rosary or <laughs> uh, prayer beads. Are they Catholic? Hold my water. No, they're not Catholic. They're Southern Christian. Let's call it that. Hold my crucifix. Yeah. But their spice, when everybody was trying to do everything during the chicken wars, it's just, it's perfect with the pepper jack, lettuce, tomato, and pickle. Um, and it just, it just hits different. I just wish they I would really do, I just wish they would do anything with the chicken before it gets breaded. Once you get past right. the breading, it is so bland. I just wish they'd be open on Sunday. Can't do that. It's the Lord's Day. Yeah, My number two sleeper cell, but I love it to death, is the flamethrower from Dairy Queen. I like that. That, like that. that as that is as hot as I want a burger to be. Yeah. Any was, hot any hotter it becomes unenjoyable. That was on my oh, a lot. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna go back to Arby's. My number two is the Arby's chicken bacon Swiss. I've not had that. That thing slaps so hard. Um, depending on what month of the year it is, they'll throw a little ranch on it versus mayonnaise. Ooh. Yep. And a little lettuce, a little tomato, MBD. Yep. Uh, lo- not in this Fab Five, but Arby's, uh, for whatever reason, makes a killer euro. That's what Teresa said. She said she enjoys it. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, I've had Greek euros. Well, they got the meats. They do have the meats. I've had a Greek gyro, not in Greece. It was at a fucking festival, but they were all Greek people cooking it because they were screaming at each other. (laughs) But it was, it's, Arby's gyro is pretty good. Nice. They do the uh, tzatziki sauce really good. What'd you call me? Uh, You heard me. Uh, My number two. You're number one. Number one. Yep. I'm going to have to pick between two of my favorite children right here. Then why didn't you just have number five be OLI? Come on, man. Because I love Thick Burger. I didn't want to do two, uh, the same restaurant is where I was getting at. I really thought you were going to pick one of them. That's fine. Uh, I'll go with it. My first love. Big Mac. Yeah. It's my first love. Probably the reason I was a large child. <laughs> the Big Mac. Yeah. The Big Mac is one of the most perfect burgers ever made. Uh and it was made by a McDonald's employee who never has to work again. Yeah. It was just a regular dude. I think he was like an assistant manager at a McDonald's, was tooling around in the restaurant one day. Figured it out. Figured it out. Took it. They some, It made it up to nice. fucking Ronald himself. And he said, put it on the fucking menu. You don't have to work anymore. <laughs> I like it. Uh, my number one is going gonna, gonna to come from the winner of the fast food or bracket. The supersonic cheese. Yeah, supersonic. Um, you can't. Sonic Burger is good, but the supersonic. I we buy so much Sonic as it is at the house, but it's one made the way I like it: just meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, and onion. But shredded lettuce, chopped up onions, a lot of pickle, and it just it just slaps in a certain way. And it's like good grease. Yep. You like you, you're gonna feel a little rough. It's worth it. Sonic's worth it, but... There's yeah. bad grease and there's good grease. Uh, I love it. I just love it so much. Honorable mentions, I have... Uh, I'll, I'll say two. Honorable mentions, uh, one is from Steak and Shake, the Royale Burger. Okay. It's like a 
regular ass burger, but it's got a fried egg on it. Ooh. So good. I love burgers, like at like a uh, like a uh, like a casual restaurant, like sit down yeah. restaurant, or whatever. If they've got a burger with an egg on it, sign me up. It's pretty okay. good. Uh, and then the other one is uh, the other number one that I had that I had to choose between is the quarter pounder from McDonald's. So. We did talk about this. I finally had a quarter pounder for the first time ever um, in this calendar year. And it might have been one of the better burgers I've ever had. Like, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> Funny story about the quarter pounder. So, quarter pounder was McDonald's, like, first big hit. Aside from just, like, the regular ass yeah. cheeseburger, you know? So, uh, Burger King was like, fuck, we got to get on that shit. So, Burger King offered a third pounder. Built similarly. Okay. So they advertised a third pound burger. Uh, it tanked, not because the burger was bad, but because patrons, normal people like you and I, thought that a third pound of meat was smaller than a quarter pound of meat. Yeah. So due to the... Metric system not being moved over to the United due States to, of America. Due to <laughs> the American people not understanding <laughs> fractions... Well, uh, Burger King lost out on a fuck McDonald's ton of money, yeah. and McDonald's ju- jumped off into the stratosphere. So it's insane. My OLIs were a ginger bacon cheeseburger. Wendy's were not, it was not in here. Oh, fuck Dave Single, dude. Yep. I forgot Dave Singles are so good. And I might get flack for this, but the White Castle Slider. Mm. That counts. It counts. It and counts. It's fucking delicious. It's very good. Uh, not part of this Fat Five, but just a burger I want to. Mentioned is uh, Applebee's uh, ca- uh, uh, quesadilla burger. Oh. Fuck, that thing is so good. I've not had it yet. Oh, it's so good. good. I mean, you're going to Applebee's, so you need to take out a mortgage, but man, it's good. Uh, the one I want to mention, too, it's not a lot or anything. It's just like a patty melt. Nobody makes a patty melt. When you get a patty melt in a restaurant, it's just, it's just different. Yeah. I like that type of setup. Yeah. Uh, if a, well, fuck. I was getting ready to say Reuben, but Arby's does a Reuben. Yeah. Damn. That was a good fat five. Yeah. Nice, quick, and easy one. All right. We've had a pretty good episode. I think it's time we do that thing we love to do at the end of each episode. I think it's time to drop the mic. I'll go first. Uh, part of this Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, you know, it was rainy and, yep. and kind of stay indoors type yep. deal. Uh, I, did, I sat down. And watch the first three episodes of Star Wars, the movies. So you know how they run through episode yeah. one, two, three. I watched those. Um, the second one is just one of the worst sci-fi movies I've ever seen. I want to point that out. Okay. And it is... I've not seen these. Yeah. So. It is solely Natalie Portman's fault. Which sounds like a crazy it thing sucks. to say. So she's very... Nice to look at. That sounds like a crazy thing to say yeah. because she's won huge accolades. All you know, she's been in great movies. She's a really good actress. Oscar yeah. winning movies, all this stuff like that. She is so bad throughout that trilogy of huh. movies that it's distracting. Huh. Hate to see it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then the other part of my mic drop is later on that evening, Jamie has been wanting to watch. Um, have you ever seen Shutter Island? Yes. She's been wanting to watch that for like a couple months, and I and we just you know, yeah. whatever it didn't work out. But uh, so we finally get down, sit down to watch it, and 
It sucks because that movie is so good. But one of her friends at work, she was reading this book that had a similar type of, you know... Storyline. Which, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Shutter On, it's old as shit, so not my fault. Uh, It had a similar thing of, like, this person's doing this thing, but, uh, you know, you come to find out that they're actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so she read this book and uh, showed it to her friend at work who had also read it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like Shutter Island. So, like, the entire twist ending. She was already thinking. The the entire twist ending to Shutter Island, which is amazing, was shot for her. She still really enjoyed the movie just because it is a really good movie. But I I hate that for her. And I hate people that do that. Like, I had... What was it? The third X-Men movie, which when those movies were coming out, I was very invested in those movies when yeah. they when they came out. And like the third X-Men movie had come out, which again, I'll just go ahead and say spoiler alert for anybody that's not yeah. watched a 20-year-old movie. Uh, one of my friends was like, oh, it's a good movie. I was like, don't say anything. I haven't seen it yet. And he's like, okay, but... And I was like, shut up. No. I was like, don't do it. Like he, I literally told Search him how much it pisses me off when people ruin movies yeah. for me. And he was just like... He's like, uh, Professor X dies. And I'm like, God damn it! Alright, that person needs to be called out because that's just a piece of shit thing they're doing. It's a piece of shit move. I'm not going to say their name, but it's a piece of shit well, move. You tell me off of here because that's a dick move. And uh, and it's and so like I didn't see that movie for like 10 years. I oh, finally watched it. Yeah. I finally watched it and I was like, well, big fart because yeah, one of the major yeah, moments yeah, of the film. Yeah. That happened to me too. Which That actually happened to me with Shutter Island as well. It was a guy I was working with at a previous job, and he's like, have you seen Shutter Island? I was like, no, dude. I was like, I planned on seeing it, so just blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, it's so good. You find out at the end that he's actually a fucking patient the whole time. I was, like, I was like, God damn it. Luckily, where I've listened to so much of like, uh, oh, shit. Just like, oh, right now, uh, uh, Succession. Like, they're telling me about it or whatever. Like, one does a spoiler alert, one doesn't. I'm going to not remember that when I go watch it. But also know there's like six things that I'm just not gonna watch for like a solid half decade. So I can just forget it. Yeah. And then hope I, that I avoided because eventually one day I may sit down and watch Secession because I've heard it's just incredible. This is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. And so Apparently. I've avoided all of that talk because yeah. I do want to actually sit down and watch because I think it's something that we could watch together. Yeah. Um so I I made sure to avoid all that stuff. I try to avoid everything. Like when when Star Wars was actually ramping back up with this newer with the newer movies, I avoided everything. everything. Yeah. If someone started to talk about it, I would just walk away from them. And I enjoy movies so much better that way. If you're the type of person that gives away a movie or shit like that or whatever, like oh they thrive off that shit. They they enjoy movie. it. And like the those are send them to the gulag. Like that's where you need yeah. to go if you ruin movies for people. Yep. Um, I have a quick two-parter. Uh, first part is all the donations that have been coming in for Caleb and his family have been amazing. They're breaking records right now. It's, it's fantastic. I have a quick... Uh, someone anonymously paid off the mortgage on the on the house for, That's fantastic. for the I wife. I did not know that. Yeah, that was actually a really neat story. Someone... 100% anonymous. They made sure that it was, you know, they didn't, they weren't recognized. Yeah. They paid, they paid the mortgage off. So now that's, I mean, it doesn't, no, you know, money's never going to make any, no, it doesn't, money's make, not going to make it come but back, it but. definitely helps with the immediate stress of losing yes. someone. Uh, but everything's been so 
everybody, different different organizations, many organizations have been so fast and quick, and you really see how small communities come together. We have two communities in this instance that are really come together, and it's really fucking awesome. Uh, can't wait for my shirts to come in. It's going to be sweet. Can't I got a shirt. <laughs> I got a hoodie, too, for the winter months. You know? Nice. Uh, so that's that. And number two, um, I cannot wait to watch the fucking new Little Mermaid. And they broke some records this week. And for all the people who were like, oh, fucking Ariel's black and all that shit, fuck you. Like, this is supposed to be one of the most epic redone movies in our world of movies we've watched. And I can't fucking wait to see it. My whole thing with the, with Disney praying... I've been high and... I've been get back and forth on some of them. Yeah, but yeah. Well, my... My whole thing with with Disney just preying on the nostalgia to make to make more money or whatever with this newer it's just that like for me personally has nothing to do with with who's cast and whatnot. Yeah. I don't care. It's the fact that you're not showing me anything new, so I don't care. See, my thing is like, have you watched the new Beauty and Beast? No. Because I, the story, it's the story. I know it doesn't change. It's but a like, tale as old as time, as they say right. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see, I, I like to see, I enjoyed the remastering and the redoing of it and everything. And it was just really nice. And you can call me what you want, but like, it was nice to like me and Teresa sit down and watch that movie. And we've watched it like four times since. Like, it's just a blast of the past type deal. And we had, for our specific age, it was like that, The Little Mermaid, and like Aladdin. Aladdin shit the bed when they read it at theirs. But you win some, you lose some, you know? Um, but it's not know. new. It's not new, but like, it was just something fun to watch. And like, I want to like, see this version of it. It's going to be the same story, only there's not fucking penises in the fucking... Castle, if you know that, which that was real. I had that cover, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know what? Good for him. You know what? Yeah. Everybody's shitting on him or whatever. It is what it is. There's only like one division in all of Disney that's even like even remotely being creative, and that's fucking uh, Pixar. And even their last couple movies have been Shat. duds. Yeah. Duds. But I'm here for the nostalgia, and I like to see it redone. So, that's it fine. is what it is. If Jamie wants to watch it, I'll sit and watch it with her. I think she really... No, I think her favorite is Beauty and the Beast. But uh, but if she wants to watch it, we can. But I just don't, I don't care about the same story. I just don't. That's fine. Unless... So every other movie's being made right now, basically. I know. I know. It sucks. It really sucks. Thank, actually, thank God the writers are on strike right now. At least... it's rough. The only thing that would draw me is like with like with the Top Gun Maverick, It drew that drew me in because... You already knew how to write that movie before it came out, though. You did. But it drew me... That that actually drew me in because I wasn't familiar with Top Gun at all. So I just... I basically binged it as a... Yeah. As a sit and watch, you know? Shit like that. I mean, I could go for another hour if you want to get into video games and remakes We're and remasters. Not, yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, fucking Todd Howard can go fuck himself. The real ones know. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I, my thing was, I like that it's killing, despite everybody being like, "Why the fuck is Ariel black? Why the fuck is this happening?" Oh yeah, the whole, that whole thing. Like, that's just people being dumb. I know, but like, it's great that it's finally because one, we're not watching movies anymore. Yeah. In, in the theater, actual, yeah, theater. So. Yeah. 
Todd Howard can go fuck himself. I'm actually hoping the crab just bites her and then she dies. That would be fashion or something. Like, <laughs> she touched like a, she touches like, action just she's, fucking fuck you bitch and then bites she's her. singing a big number and she like hugs a lionfish and it just stabs the shit out of her or whatever. Sebastian <laughs> walks over like cuts her lip off and then turns into like saw nine or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funny as hell. All right, we've had a good episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope you continue to listen to the podcast and share it with your friends. You know what to tell them. Subscribe, rate, and review so we can grow this little community we got going. And as always, thank you now.